solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 23, Malfoy Manor. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And, and this is Potter Watch. Watch. An emotional episode of Potter Watch. This one's a tough one. It's a toughie, five sure. Um, this is chapter 23, Malfoy Manor. Or as Molly renamed it, Dobby is free. <sighs> I almost named it that too. Yeah, I was really close. Oh my gosh, the waterworks. The waterworks that already stuck. And I um, like I don't know what else to do here. Um I renamed it a Malfoy's Manners. <laughs> I tried to find some humor in this chapter whenever <laughs> I could. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Um or lack thereof, shall I say. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about those Malfoys. Oh, we have, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, my uh, haiku is not really a haiku, but it is like a poem. I okay. just forgot about you. Like you had to, there was too much to be contained. See, I, if I, I felt like I was limited because I was using the, the 575. So I'm, I'm glad that you were like, I just want to get it out. Yeah. My um, feelings. Like I started it out as if it was a haiku and then I was just like, forget it. <laughs> Amazing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have <clears throat> held at the manor, loyalty tested, torture and terror, Dobby's courage, none is rarer. I love that. So. Wow. That was great. Um, mine says for you, Alex. Huh? What happened in this chapter for you? Um, caught and scrutinized. Malfoy stalls with guilty eyes. Dobby saves their lives. Oh, oh, that's a good second line. Well, you know, I had to talk about my boy. Of course. Now, I was thinking about that during while I was reading. I was like. This must be interesting for like dreary fans because it's like probably such a important chapter to that. To there, yes, it world, is. But it's like such a tough chapter, so it's like uh, must be hard to like constantly being going back to that. Like, well, I guess. Uh, well, I think it's also hard for Dramione shippers because I remember yeah. uh, Serafina having to like write about it and I was like oh this is tough like they were having like a conversation and she uh, Hermione was like my nightmares are about um having to kill people and I think Draco was like in her fic was like my nightmares are about watching you being tortured in my in my house (laughs) my first note was basically just like an overall of this chapter. And I just wanted to bring it back to Ollivander, who we get in this chapter. And just an Ollivander quote that we all know and love. Uh, uh-huh, this, uh-huh. this chapter is terrible, but great. <laughs> so yeah. happening and like, 
it's been balanced really well. Like I'm actually very complimentary of she who must not be named in this chapter because it is like a horrible, like horrible things are happening in this chapter, but it's like, it's really an amazing like chapter in a, I feel like in a literary sense or just like reading it through, it was like so many things are being weaved into this chapter and it, it felt like really balanced, I guess, like how it was being interwoven. I agree. I feel like it is extremely well written, this chapter. And I also think it's interesting because it does read like a mid-season finale, right? So like this last chapter, it has all of the makings of like the rising action. And we've got the the dual scenes of Harry's head, like Voldemort and Grindelwald. And uh, it's very visual. Yeah. It's extremely visual and, 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 oh, and just like the tying in of Wormtail, the depth of the Malfoys, the even like everything is so meticulously detailed, even down to like Greyback not being treated at the same level. Yeah as the others the hints Snape giving Snape put it in my vault right green got like it just uh it I just it just snaps for um everything really put it being put into place in this chapter like if you pulled out this chapter and gave it to someone that hadn't read the books like that person would understand every character that's being introduced to a T. Like you wouldn't even have to know the rest of the book to know exactly who everyone is in this story. I mean, maybe not like Dean or Luna necessarily, but like all the other characters that were like, you know exactly who Bellatrix is. Like you're saying, you know exactly who Fenrir is and how he is treated and like Hermione's character comes through Ron's character comes through obviously Harry Dobby like Narcissa mouth like you're getting all of that richness and then just to piggyback off of that in a lot of ways it's because we're seeing a lot of the core of each of these characters like what are they like when they're at their like life or death situation for Bellatrix it's life or death we see her true colors for Narcissa, it's life or death. Her first things to do are to protect Draco. Right. Not only is that a foreshadowing for later, Lucius just cares about himself. He only cares about getting in good with the Dark Lord. His reputation, yeah. Right. Finier, bloodthirsty. Um, Peter. Peter. Always always just in the middle, just lacking the loyalty necessary. Um, uh, what else? Um, um, Draco can't kill somebody. Like, uh, just getting, like, the crux of who he is, which is similar to Wormtail, can't commit, I regret what I've done. Yeah, I mean, he's just like at a he's complete he's road. stuck. He's he's dealing with, you know. Yeah. Uh so and then Dobby saving Harry Potter. Like yeah. Well, I'm I know we're going to talk about it. Um <clears throat> but first we get the uh 
the uh, Snatchers, and they have uh, their first improv performance. <laughs> and Harry does pretty well. Vernon Durs or Vernon Dudley is a great fake name. Harry does spectacularly. Ron, on the other hand, my boy, you knew that Stan was arrested for being a Death Eater. And Why would you choose someone so famous in the wizarding world? Like so many people on a drunk night, I'm sure, have like gone on the yeah. night bus. Yeah. And then like your second option is to use your actual last name. Like, you know that your family is desirable. I just, that was a bad call. Actually, my first note is about something you said last time. And I actually don't think they have time to fight them off because the only way that they do have that time is if Hermione chooses to like stun or disarm them instead of stinging, jinxing Harry. That's what I meant. But I think if she doesn't do that, then they know who Harry is immediately and they fight harder, you know? Yeah. I think I like, I was trying to do read it again this time and it, I mean, you can't, you don't really know. Like, I think it's just assumed mm-hmm. that they're, like, stuck. Um, so, obviously, she, Because like, Harry doesn't even have his wand in his hand. The guy, the snatcher takes it from his pocket. Yeah. So, like, they're just not ready. Yeah. I was just thinking if she, like, blasted something, maybe. But I don't even know how this charm works, like, I guess they can't, like, immediately disapparate, but, like, at what point can they? Like, I don't know how that taboo magic works. I think it's really sweet that Romayani are so protective of each other. Let him go. Let her go. Don't touch her. I know. Again, true colors. At the end of the day, Hermione doesn't care what Ron did. She just loves him. Yeah. And he'll do anything to try and save her. Yeah. Um, so Hermione gives the name Penelope Clearwater. And I always thought that Penelope Clearwater was also muggle-born because she's petrified when Hermione is petrified, which might just be a coincidence that she was like standing near Hermione when the basilisk was there. But because she was petrified, I always just assumed that she was also a muggle born. In which case, not a good name to give. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not much <laughs> a big deal, obviously. It doesn't really matter. But I always thought that Penelope was which would be even more interesting for Percy. Mm-hmm. Well, in the movie, she says Penelope Clearwater half-blood. She says that in this too. Yeah. But I meant more like- is Yes, in the- Actually a muggle-born. Yeah. <laughs> this note says, is Greyback a wizard? Yes, we've talked about this, but he can't get the mark. He's not a Death Eater, like inner circle Death Eater. Right. I just, in my brain, I I couldn't remember, because I know we've talked about, is he a werewolf alone or is he a werewolf that's a wizard? But he has a wand, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we also talked about this with Joey and we were basically like, 
you have to be a, a magic person to be a werewolf. Um, I think it's like an oddly sweet moment. This like, oh my God, it's Dean. And he's like Harry. And I'm like, this is bad that they're like together in this. But I'm like, oh, hey, Dean. Because we've been so starved yeah. from, <laughs> from seeing people that we're familiar with. I'm also going to need my boy Greyback to stop talking about Hermione in this way. Um, just, to, just to please stop speaking about her like she's a piece of meat. I don't want to know where your mind is going, Greyback, but I don't like it. I have really bad news for you about the rest of the chapter. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> uh, Harry's oh. like, um, oh, so they're in common room. I've got this. I've been preparing for this moment since book two. <laughs> and they were like, oh, we actually have a... And he's quick on his feet about the whole Dudley thing. He's like, yeah. works in the ministry. He names... Uh, like pretty in apartment <laughs> and in but an, uh, an apartment people wouldn't know much about it's not like he says he's an or you know like or like misuse of muggle artifacts um <clears throat> I just remember reading this chapter for the first time and like just panic reading and then Harry has this thought like, oh, maybe by sheer luck, we're going to get out of this. And I was like, maybe. And I'm looking through the chapter, I'm like, oh, maybe not. No. This chapter gave me such anxiety when I was first reading it. I was like, oh, no, this is the end. I was like, this is not good. I was like, we have so much of the book left. What's happening? Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, how are we going to get out of this one? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Five galleons per muggle-born is such a low reward for someone's life. That doesn't seem, like, right. Like, that's the same price as omnoculars. Omnioculars are 10 galleons. (laughs) I don't think she remembers how her money works. Like... When they said five galleons for Muggleborn, I was like, that's awful. I The money makes no sense. Or omnioculars are just incredibly overpriced. <laughs> like, or something that they basically have in the Muggle world. <laughs> it's, a com- it's a combo of binoculars and like a video camera. Exactly. Like, I can do the same thing that with my cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> Omnoculars. A little do. bit more, actually. <laughs> um, because that's the thing I point to the most to be like, well, I know how much Omnioculars cost. And, like, nothing else makes sense if you think about how much Omnioculars cost. Um, I've got a funny thing. Yeah. The extraness of the Malfoys having these peacocks. I forgot. I didn't even like note that in this. Every time they bring up the albino peacocks that just run around Malfoy Manor, I'm like, what a great way to show people that just have money. (laughs) I mean, I know we talked about it in the sixth one because I was like looking up like the symbolism of peacocks, white peacocks in books. Um, But I didn't even like note it in this one. But yeah, that is, and I I like that that's been brought back. Like, don't forget about the peacocks. (laughs) 
like in the midst of the Dark Lord staying at their house and them having prisoners in their basement. They also remember to feed the peacocks every day. That's a worm tail task. Um, yeah, all this, I'm at like the first Grindelwald mention and it's so good. And I don't think I knew who it was supposed to be when I was first reading it. Me either. I guess maybe a part of me was like, is it Dumbledore? Because then we see the eye later. Mm-hmm. But that's like, I don't know if that's what I was thinking at the time. That's just something that I'm putting together. Like, could be what somebody was thinking. I don't think I thought about who it was because I was like reading this chapter so fast to see mm-hmm. what was happening. Yeah, I was, pro- I just remember being so upset about Hermione. So I was probably yeah. just like, Harry, stop listening to your head. Focus on yeah, what's happening at present. Like, it's just some dude in a prison. <laughs> I might have even thought that it was Ollivander again, but I guess we would have known that. Like, it would have said, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I get that it's because um, we're in the Malfoy Manor and there are tons of Malfoys around, but Harry says Draco or doesn't say Draco, but he thinks Draco instead of Malfoy for like one of the first times ever. Oh, that's interesting. I And it's that? right before... So like if I were reading this from a dreary lens, oh, my mind goes wild because Harry thinks Draco and then Draco doesn't betray him yeah but he does use everyone's like first name that's what I'm saying it's only it's a writing tool because she's in Malfoy Manor so if he said Malfoy approached it could be Lucius it could be Narcissa but we would have known though And then I say, Draco, my sweet boy, stick to your guns. They're not making it easy for you. He's trying so hard, but like Ron and Hermione don't have stinging jinxes on them. So I think I do think I've always felt like this was like incredible that he even tried to protect them. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, it's not funny at all. But I was like, by the time they get to Ron, he's like, yeah, I think it's them. (laughs) He's like. I don't know. Like, what am I? He's like basically like, come on, guys. What am I supposed to do about this? Like, we all know Rod. <laughs> Is that Hermione? Or maybe I don't know. I can't. I can't say for a minute. They're like, and that's the Weasley. And he's like, guys. He's like, oh, why? Why are you guys together? Like. <laughs> Fly on separate planes. Come on. I mean, they, well, clearly they've never seen a movie, but like they should have known as soon as they went on the run to dye Ron's hair. Every female protagonist that goes on the run gets a black hair dye and changes their look. Mm, mm -hmm, So I'm just saying he is a dead giveaway with that red hair. And he already called himself a Weasley. Um, um, we had questions about Nur- Nurmengard, the prison. 
I'm like, who's running this? Like, who's keeping them alive? Like, how is he alive right now? Is someone coming around to feed them? Like, how does this work? I mean, like magic, I guess, but they don't have, I assume they don't have like Dementors at like this prison. I also wonder sometimes if it's like, um, I've been recently watching X-Men, if it's like a um, Professor X uh, situation where Dumbledore comes to visit him every like once in a while, make sure he's doing okay. They play a little chess. Enemies. Enemies I love to imagine that relationship too, but um, I know that he says that he never saw him again. I know. But would you admit it if you had? Dumbledore has lied before. Yes, but this is like in his like, I'm jesus moment you know yeah um is is dumbledore even there for that who knows i know (laughs) um just because it's happening inside your head doesn't mean that it's not real um but i do i do think like harry in like the midst of all of this like notes that grindelwald um lied for Dumbledore (laughs) he makes a mental note he's like oh mm." (laughs) because he brings it up to Dumbledore in that scene yeah he did lie for you just so you know he loves you (laughs) so do I Harry except for not really I ship Dumbledore with a happy gay relationship. We're only given so little in the Harry Potter universe. I also love them for the drama. Right. They make a good heartbreak song. Go and listen to our episode. You can have your space. Oh, you said Olivia Rodrigo. I said sour, yeah. Oh, I thought you said (laughs) they would make a great Casey Musgraves song. And so I was like, random, but okay. You can have your space, cowboy. You heard what you wanted to hear. (laughs) Because you were ready with that song. Well, I like, I love that album, but I I just like haven't listened to it in months. So it was so weird. And I don't think we've ever talked about it, like, especially from your point of view. So I was like, Okay, yeah, Casey Musgraves. I've never listened to like a an album. Like I'm, I know I've heard like a song or whatever. But. Yeah. Um, if I were Draco and Voldemort was using my house as like HQ, I would not be coming home for Easter break. Same. I would be staying at Hogwarts with Snape. Right. I don't know why he has returned home. He must have been demanded that he return home. I guess, but if I like, no, I don't think Narcissa wants him home. Like he's safer yeah. at Hogwarts. Yeah, m- maybe his dad was like Draco has to come Bellatrix. home. He has work to do. Auntie Bella. So Draco. Sissy. 
Um, I'm, I'm at Hermione being tortured or about to be tortured. She just said, except for that one. Um, I have this chapter as a who's who of Death Eaters. <laughs> just a side note. Um, and then I had, despite everything that is happening, there is still like an in-law dynamic at play. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Between Lucy and I'm going to call him. No, I'm going to call him. No, you hang out first. No, you hang out first. Um, this is my house. You have to respect me. And she's like, I never liked you for my sister. <laughs> you're not good enough for the Dark Lord. And you're certainly not good enough for narcissism. But like, it's such, we already kind of talked about it at the top, but like, this is such insight to their family and how, like, what is yeah. important to them and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> like Narcissa too is like, don't tell me what to do, basically. like Yeah, like she later like snaps you. a little bit too. She's like, this is my house, sissy. I mean, this yeah. is my house, Bella. But um, yeah, it's a little bit like succession, like that little part where they're like fighting. It's like, no, I'm going to call dad. No, I'm going to call dad. Yeah. It's like Shiv and uh, uh, Roman or whatever. Roman. Yeah. They're like, no, I'm going to call dad. Who's going to get a kiss from daddy? <laughs> and um, I, I don't, again, I say like this term, like I like, or this is funny, but it's not either of those things yes um harry like admits that bellatrix is an incredible witch (laughs) she's she's amazing so this is rough she has no conscience she takes them all down (laughs) it's just like such a weird line to throw in there she did terrible things but great um, but yeah, now I'm at um, this heartbreaking, mostly my, on, like my heartbreaking. And what really gets me, and it's not like it's a torture scene in which she's basically telling the truth, right? So that's it too. It's not even like we get to have. Not that it would be happy if we were watching her be tortured and she was sticking to her own guns. Like, I'm not going to tell you, but there's like a, we're so proud of you. Like, yes. But she's like, it's, it, we just found it. Like, I didn't go into your vault. Like, I didn't do. But she does lie. Like, she does. She lies, but it's not like, it, it just in this first part where she's like, I didn't do it. I'm sorry. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I actually think she like plays it right. Like, I think it's smart for her to like say something rather than mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to say anything. Like, yeah. Oh, like, I didn't know what you were saying by that. Cause I was like, I am proud of her for like coming up with like something to say, I guess. I am proud of her. I, it, it's not that it just is like, I don't know. It just, this scene is like sad. <laughs> it's just yeah. sad. Never mind. Well, Maybe or like didn't. there's just like nothing you can do, kind of. Right. And Hermione and Ron, I mean, and Ron and Harry are like trapped in that cellar. And 
the line that came to mind was from um, Friends with Kids. Would you rather watch your loved one die slowly and painfully? And I was like, oh, gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> like, Ron's like, I know what I would choose. Ron's, like, clawing at the door. Like, ready. And like again, like going back to their character, like Harry's Harry's mode is like shut up. We have to come up with a plan, and uh-huh. it's like all emotions. And like, I'm not mad at Ron for how he's. Like, oh no! Oh they, no! And it's just showing how they are when like <clears throat> they're put in yeah. this like, horrible position. And I, and obviously, like the dynamic is different. Like Harry probably would have been a little bit different if it had been like Jenny. But well, that's what I'm. I was about to say it's um, it's that thing that happens when like a friendship love or like a partnership love turns into something romantic. Like I feel like in Harry's mind, Harry's like Hermione can handle herself. What's important now is like what Hermione would want and what Hermione would do would be to get a plan and try and like find a way out of there. Like they, they have that unspoken like trust of like, like police, like honestly, like it's like cops and their partner, right? Like I feel like Harry and Hermione can trust that like they'll have each other's back, but it's, you know, they could be apart and still, and like, I don't know. I just feel like Hermione would have reacted the same way. And if Harry- he has to do something. Right. And so he like, doesn't even think about, he's not even like as concerned, I guess, about Hermione being tortured up there. He's like moving forward. And I feel like Hermione would be the same way if Harry were up there, but not the same way if Ron was the same way that like Jenny, if Jenny were up there, Harry would, his brain would go to mush because it's just like a different yeah, it's I a think different would be kind of love. The same way if it was Ron, you know? Yeah. Yes, yes. If it was Ron up there instead of right. Hermione. Right. Yeah. Um, we really needed this ray of light that is Luna. I know. Because she's also so, like, calm in the face of the storm. I know, because she's, like... She's panicking. not panicking. She's, like, do you have the nail? Let's get the nail. Yeah. And uh, she's just like, I didn't want you to get caught. Like, like, I was okay being down here. I just didn't want this for you. Like, no. Luna. Loon bean, loon bean. But Ron really pulls it together. Like, Mm -hmm. he gets there, and I think that they work well as a team here. Yes. And because he snaps into it with... When he sees Dobby, when he sees that there's hope, then he, like, before when there was no solution to the problem, he was, like, panicking. He was panicking. But then he was like, oh, we've got Dobby. He can apparate. We're going to finish this. Um. And they've got this whole, like, there's been a change in the, the torture because now, like, that's when, that's at the moment where Hermione is like, it's a copy. And they're like, okay, we're going to bring up grip hooks. So, like, yeah, a little, little, tiny. Oh, yeah, that was smart of her to say yeah. that. 
Yeah. And then Ron's like, grip hook, you gotta, is that Ron or Harry? Harry. Harry's like, grip hook, you gotta lie. I don't trust that grip hook would have lied. He did. I know. But like, I'm saying like, Alex was like, this is a 50-50 chance. (laughs) Yeah, I think Harry was like, this is a 20-80 I know that he does lie, but like. What? I said, I know that he does lie, but like. I was like, who knows? This is we're we're banking a lot on. Now I am to this wormtail situation. Oh, I had one really dark note before that. Um, okay, like this really cruel, cruel irony of like Dobby returning here to this like place. Oh yeah, it's just like a certain level of like messed up that yeah that he dies he dies here but there's also some like a beauty in him his final yeah his final act being to betray his former master slash abusers and helping harry that was his first action it's his last action is is that ultimate betrayal of i choose harry over you and even I if it means back here because I chose to like right right like there is definitely power in that and it's just like cruel <laughs> it's awful but it, I think it's good cyclical writing yeah no for sure this chapter has a lot of that like the fact that it's Ron's rat <laughs> yikes all right so wormtail comes in he sees them he tries to attack them harry says you owe me i saved your life he hesitates they get free the hand starts choking them hermione is still up there and they stop to try and save Wormtail. Because <laughs> they're such good people. I'm so sorry. Would not have been me. Never would have paused. <laughs> Never would have paused in a million years. Like, they try and save him multiple times. I'm like, this bitch can die. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is like the one of the greatest like acts of heroism that they show is like them trying to save him. Yeah. Like, and true colors coming out. Right. Like, and like Ron. I am like, so proud of them for this. Like I yeah. behavior from Harry. But like Yes. <laughs> I I was so proud of them. I was like, they are such good people, such genuinely good people. And so I I was just like, wow. Like, Harry, this is the man that killed your parents. He is the reason they are dead. And he brought back Big V, you know? He did bring back (laughs) Big V. Valdi. And again, her like we are in a time crunch because Hermione is still up there. She's not screaming anymore because she's bought herself a little bit of time, but she's up there like pissing her pants. And you guys are like, we should stop and try and save her tail. But because they're good people. So I can't even be mad at them. It's just like, uh, 
I mean, it would be horrifying to watch that. I would just like walk away. I'd be like, we got to go. Like, I'm not. Yeah, I would. I would just keep. Yeah, keep moving. Like, I'm not saying I would like if I were forced to sit there and watch him do that, then I probably would have helped. Like if they were still trapped in the cellar, I would have tried to do something. But they are free. They got to go. (laughs) Um, So do you think the hesitation is out of free will or out of a magic of a life debt? I think it's magic. Ish. I don't know. I because Dumbledore like foreshadows this, mm-hmm. which I like that it's brought back in this way. Because I remember waiting for this to come back. Like I, yeah, like obviously they like, knew because they like, they pretty much say it explicitly. Like, um, like Dumbledore says something about it. Because um, at first it makes it seem like magic, and then later it seems like he did it unconsciously. Like, but it was his own free will. So I, I just, when I read it this time, it felt like magic to me, but I've, I've gone back and forth about this every time I read this book. I think the pause is him and then it's like, uh, well, obviously like there's magic in the hand, but like, I think it's like karma magic, (laughs) Um, but I do think like Mm -hmm. the initial pause is is Wormtail because I think that's how like the hand knows to right act is because it senses the disloyalty or whatever right well exactly so there might but I wasn't like- sure if that disloyalty was oh yeah then I you're right I guess it has to have been a little bit some kind of free will involved but like we live well for the most part, this is a fate-based world. So, mm-hmm. you know, free will is only... Is it, yeah. <laughs> After yeah. coming off of Loki, you know, does anyone really have free will? <laughs> Ooh, Wormtail is... I would be really... In, uh, I don't know if I've said this before. We probably have. But Wormtail uh, is a little bit the Judas, right? Like on the trial of uh Peter Pettigrew, in For sure. Peter's defense, he has to do this in order to defeat the darkest wizard, ultimately to defeat the darkest wizard of all time. So is he just playing a part in Fate's game? Is it fair to damn him? I mean, honestly, it it isn't free will because there is a prophecy. <clears throat> right. That's what I'm saying. Like, but not even just Harry's prophecy. There's the first prophecy that Trelawney says to Harry saying that the servant will return to the master. And right. Like, so yeah, I think in that way, like he was always destined to do that. And like, it ha- yeah, like I think it obviously is linked. Um, and I, I have made the comparison of Harry being Jesus multiple times in these books. So I don't know. Peter is Judas. And the fact that Harry forgives him, like, I mean, like Jesus forgives Judas. I can't believe I'm talking about this, but like, yeah, I think there are some parallels there. And I yep. kind of love it. Like <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's I mean it's good writing. Uh, I had an English teacher who is atheist. And she was like, it doesn't matter what religious 
background you believe in or are from. You should read the Bible if you want to do anything with literature or writing because it's like it's like a historic it's not a historical text but it's like it's like reading the odyssey it's like knowing your greek mythology like you just it's such a basis for shakespeare for all of this stuff so you have to like read it as source material (laughs) you know it's basically Uh, like reading beetle and the bard you know for sure you get all your your morals Um, what do you think about the line, Grindelwald's final line? So this is, you know, we're pinging back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. Um, he says, well, earlier, well, let me just read both of these lines actually, because at first he says like the, you don't understand it. Um, so he says kill me then Voldemort I welcome death but my death will not bring you what you seek there's so much that you do not understand like I think that line's pretty self-explanatory and then this line is kill me then you will not win you cannot win that wand will never ever be yours like what do you think does he know anything when he's saying that or is he just like saying that (laughs) and if so like what does he know I guess Well, my first, like, fun fan theory is that Dumbledore makes a couple stops before he uh, pops into Harry's dream of, into Harry's head, I guess, for uh, King's Cross. I guess it could just be, like, Grindelwald reading Voldemort for filth also like you don't you'll never understand the power of the wand because you don't understand the basics of wand lore which he completely reads him correctly right which I think is like the actual answer is that he's like or that it's buried with Dumbledore and he's not giving that up so he's like you'll never get the power of the the wand because it died with Dumbledore is I think his thought too. Yeah. I think, I think it's, yes, obviously the, you don't understand wand lore, but I also think he's like, you have always, when I, you, it isn't even that Voldemort's like, um, miss understood Dumbledore or like, um underestimated Dumbledore but he's kind of like Dumbledore's so much smarter than you could ever be and like he'll have prepared for this kind of right either yeah either it was meant to die with him which was his plan or like he would have some greater plan Mm -hmm. I don't know I think there's something kind of sweet (laughs) the way Grindelwald handle the situation I I like to believe in my canon um this so this is not including Fantastic Beasts because I think Johnny Depp and some of the way they yeah just kind of ruins it but um I think Grindelwald loved Dumbledore back I do too and I think it broke his heart when Dumbledore 
stopped believing in what they were going to create. I I think that might be true, but I think for me, it, it was that he always loved him, but he was doing for the greater good. I can't. Oh, I right. Like, I think, I think he wasn't going like, no matter if Dumbledore, he loved his, he loved his mission more than he loved Dumbledore. Right. Cer- certainly. And I think um, that's what broke Dumbledore's heart the most. But, but that's yeah, also what brought them to. Yeah. I never even entertained that Grindelwald didn't love Voldemort or Dumbledore until you brought that up one time, and I was like, "What? No! <laughs> like I hadn't even thought about that as an option." Well, it's like a very argued thing, no, especially sure. with Fantastic Beasts, because they, they, they kind of muddy the waters. No, I think you were right to ask the question, but it was like not something that hadn't even like crossed my mind. You were like, obviously they were both in love. What are you talking about? Like, Wait, <laughs> I have to think about this, but I've always come back to my like, I yeah. love. Um, so getting, getting to the end here. Oh no. I definitely want to point up Dobby's line where he says Dobby has no master. Dobby is a free elf and Dobby has come here to save Harry Potter and his friends. Friends, 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 friends. Wow. Uh, Harry wins the wand over Draco. <laughs> this is me writing notes, trying to, uh, <laughs> trying to distract myself from what's to come. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's happened. I was like, this is the moment where Harry becomes master of the Elder Wand. Is him fighting Draco, who is not really putting up a fight (laughs) for those wands. Like, he physically wins the wand. Like, it's not even, like, mad. Like, he's not even getting a spell against him, which is interesting. But the, the wand surrenders to him it was one it was one I don't argue yeah I certainly don't yeah. argue that but like it is interesting that it's like you I just I don't know I get really into this like idea of no like, the the magic, magic. is so cool yeah. in this world where it's like you can be so powerful but it almost operates as its own character. It has its a mind of its own sometimes where it's like wizards can wield it, but they can't really control it. Right. Um, I, I don't really have words for, you know, Dobby's death, but I just know that Hedwig's death is like referenced a lot as like, oh, this is like symbolic of like, Harry's innocence and stuff like that and I've never really thought about Hedwig's death like that like I think it's sad but like Dobby's death feels so much more like symbolic and impactful to the story um and I I mean they don't really need to be compared but like this feels way more like this is like such a change for Harry and like we see that in the next chapter like Harry changes as a person because of this death I think yeah more than like almost any other death that he's faced it's like I think his last straw 
Like, yeah, maybe that's more what it is. Yeah, I think it's like he, he's like, oh, like I like Dobby's just like a pure yeah elf. Like there's and he called him there. Yeah, basically. Well, I mean, yeah. not really, but like he said to come back for us. It's and. Harry Potter is Dobby's last words. Yeah. But I don't even think like Harry does or should feel like that. Oh, no. That it's his fault. No, but I think, I don't know. It's just sad. Yeah. It makes me really sad. (laughs) Yeah. It, I just, I really, I, I'm excited to actually talk about the next chapter and like how Harry deals with it, I think is like really beautiful. Um, yeah. And I think there's like really good stuff in that. And like, I think that that's something that comes out of it that's like really an interesting character thing for Harry, who's clearly dealt with so much like loss. Yeah. Like he continues to like kind of deal with it differently um so yeah but it's like such a hero's death like yes such such a hero's death Dobby really goes out a champion like the I would say the honestly one of the best deaths in the in the books I think Um, that we like actually see you know I think Dumbledore has a pretty epic death and so does Snape um Snape for sure. Yeah, I mean, Dumbledore's is, like, special in a different way, I think, because of everything that's going on. Yeah. But, yeah, Snape's death in Dobby's that's death, a it's a toss-up, really, for me. Yeah, we talked so much it's, about, like, the dignity. It's certainly not, it's definitely not Fred's. Yeah. It's definitely, like, not Lupin and Tonks. Or, yeah, one that doesn't even happen on screen, on page. Or Lavender Brown's maybe death. <laughs> I I don't like to think lavender dies. Yeah, me neither. Just because I don't want anyone else to die that doesn't have to. If it's left up in the air, they're alive. (laughs) Yeah, or just like offhandedly mentioning that both the creepies died for no reason. Unnecessary, I would say. Unnecessary, for sure, for sure. Um, But yeah, so the most important question is, are we watching the movie after this chapter or next chapter? Because the movies start and end with, it like ends here and then starts the next one with the next chapter. So I think we got to watch the movie next week. I had it in my notes from like months ago, end of part one was here. Like I marked it in the book. Um, yeah, that was exactly what I was going to say. The only good thing to come out of this chapter means that we get to watch part one. (laughs) I love this movie so much. I can't wait. It's going to be so, this will be like the most interesting one to watch because I think for both of us, I've never said this is necessarily my favorite movie. I know that it's yours or it it usually is yours, but it's definitely the one that I like how they do things compared to the book. Like they make certain changes. I'm like, oh, I really yeah. did this. Or they yeah. kept to it in such a good way. Like 
Yeah. That this is a good adaptation. This is the best adaptation. I'll say that. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, I really and the first one. Yeah. But I I love part 1. Like you said, I think they make great additions and I think they uh they hit the tone of the book so well of like this first part of the book. And I've said this once and I've said it again, they could this could have been really boring like them just but they they managed to make it like a really lovely movie and I love it so much yeah they managed to make part two which has all of the battles more boring <laughs> yeah <laughs> true <laughs> true I don't like part two very much which is like weird to say because it's like I like it with part one like I like them together like I like watching them back to back like if I have the emotional depth of part one then I can go into part two like feeling pumped and ready for the end and then I'm like all the emotional beats of part two hit right because I have part one but if I just watch part two I'm like this isn't a movie this is this is the end of a movie this is a two-hour end to a movie so um oh we're like in the home stretch of the movie now yeah right um, which it makes sense, obviously, because it was like all filmed together, like basically after right. the movie. But right, but I can watch part one without watching part two. But I can't watch part two without watching part one. Like I'm never gonna sit down and watch part two. Yeah, but I think if I'm watching part one, I'm usually planning on watching part two, unless I'm like catching either one on TV, which I have like caught part of it like on TV. Before, yeah, where when I used to like just pop on ABC Family. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Nobody has done having the Harry Potter properties like freeform. No. Miss it. I do. I mean, I have in uh, Siri Griff's and my other podcasts about Superverse uh, or into the Superverse, I have mentioned watching movies on ABC Family more times than I can count because that's where I watched most of my movies was on ABC Family. Yeah. Because they knew <laughs> what they were about. <laughs> And I, don't get me started on the embarrassing, the embarrassing uh, fact that HBO Max can't keep the Harry Potter properties. Like they keep getting outbid for them. It's owned by freaking WB. I think like, there's some weird deals happening. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do they keep losing those properties? It's but I mean, so I don't dumb. Think it's like they're losing. I think they're like renting it out kind of it's dumb it's and dumb it should be on h it should be on hbo max all the time yeah it's like, so dumb HBO max and then also rent it out to like abc or whatever. yeah i don't understand i mean there's yeah. nothing like turning on the tv and like oh one of the harry potter movies is on you know yeah so Disney used to own the first two because they used to play them on Disney. Too. Oh, but they they also owned WB. Disney owns uh, Freeform, so never mind. Right, that's why they just played the first two because those were the most childlike ones. Right. They didn't feel like doing three. Yeah, two. I've only seen a couple of Disney movie originals, and it was because they were like putting them on ABC Family. <laughs> yeah, like Luck of the Irish. Look at that. Irish love that classic um, this might be a surprise but I gave my champ to Dobby and my rat to Bellatrix wow well this might shock you more 
I gave my champ to Wormtail. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I gave my champ to Dobby, obviously. And I gave my rat to Greyback. Oh, okay. Because he was just yucky for no reason. <laughs> what excuse? Well, she's at least like torturing someone for a purpose. It felt like that Air Greyback just wanted to like do unmentionable things to Hermione just for the fun of it. And that was worse to me. Um, if I got a tattoo, it would be of a sock. <gasps> just one. Mine would, oh, wow, that's really sweet. I can't top that, but I, um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. I mean, Dobby is free. Yeah. Um, that was on my, my graduation cap was Alex is free. Alex is a free elf. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I didn't give the chapter points cause I like couldn't. I gave it 230 points. Oh, so you could and you did <laughs> I think it's an inc- it's like one of my favorite chapters in oh the it book. certainly is I think that's part of why I like couldn't do it I was like I don't know what to do I'm just like not- this is a great chapter um Whew, we made it like, I knew what was happening and I was like waking up from a nap and I was delirious and as soon as I turned this chapter on I was like in it I was like awake I was fully alert <laughs> I like started at work and I was like I'm gonna wait to start this again like I like I listened to like one minute and was like I'm gonna wait till I get into my car and then like unfortunately I had like 10 minutes left which we know what happens in the last 10 minutes so I like came home and I'm like Griffin don't talk to me I have to finish this chapter and I like sat in the corner and looked stupid. oh no not good Ugh. but yeah we made it we, we did made it, it. Oh yeah, we did it. Well, thank you guys uh, for listening. Stay tuned for the movie episode. You know how much you love those. Maybe see a little video if we can together. Yeah, we'll I'll certainly film it like last time. Um, but stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum 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 bum